0: comics to my left ap 18 himself alex how you doing hello everybody i'm doing well to my right ap 18 himself oh wrong gw himself how you doing <laughs> doing good Wednesday comics podcast my name is marvin here for the first week of august uh 2022 uh for comics coming out <coughs> at august 2nd and august 3rd we'll tell you about what's coming out that <coughs> week and what we are looking forward to uh our finishing our nope excuse me we well, finishing our Kurt basic uh, uh, secret identity book, but also uh, our second issue in our book club book, Gates of Gotham, and uh, we'll talk a little bit also about some comic book video games. About uh, I've been playing, I you know what? We'll talk about that first here. I've been you know I guys I've been, I there's a there's a constant joke within uh, my group of friends is that uh, I never finish a game, right? Mm-hmm. And I had been playing the new horizon forbidden west it's called and the original uh, horizon i was like before that game comes out i want to play that game and i actually got really into that game and so i actually beat it and uh i got like a you get like a here's the thing with that game that i really had to get over and with its sequel to, i kind of had to is that whenever there's like a side mission or there are in the second game they call them errands which are side missions but they're less important they're not really story based they're more like, "Hey, take this thing and bring it here." Um, I have to do them all, and it was like a constant thing that would I would get bogged down in those things, and 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 eventually, you know, leave a game behind because I would get bored of it. And so, I kind of found a nice mix of like I would do these a story until I came to a point where I was like, you know what? Right now, I have instead of playing the side missions as like, I need to do these. Whenever I only had like 30, 45 minutes to play, I would do one of those because I knew it would be quick. And when I had longer time I could play, I would play the story mode. And that actually helped me accomplish and beat the first horizon and the second horizon, um, beating all the side missions and the game. Uh, by the way, when you do that, and I, I know like this is not new information for anybody who plays games, but when you do that, um, what that does is it makes it by the time you get to the final boss that you're max leveled out. And uh, that last boss is not as uh, um, hard as he's supposed to be. <laughs> so, like mm-hmm. in both games, I was so strong. I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I played those two games and I was like, you know what, Spider-Man, I started to play way back in the day when it first came out. When did it come out, Alex? Do you remember? Spider-Man 1? 2018. 2018. And I only got to a certain point of the game Uh, a little bit after Mary Jane's first mission, but before her second mission. So that gives you a good idea. And that's probably like, what, 15% into the game, 20% into the game? Um, Yeah. I remember at the time time thinking that actually was a good portion in, but now having completed that game, I realized I was barely in that game. Um, But with that game, and and it really got me thinking, I wanted to bring it up in the show, even though it is 2018 and old news, this game, uh, Spider-Man for the the, uh, PlayStation, and then also the, the uh, sequel-esque, mini-sequel, 1.5, I guess we'll call it, of Miles Morales Spider-Man, which uh, came out at the launch of the PS5, because um, I recently completed those two games, um, doing, uh, in Miles and Spider-Man, all the side missions and stuff, um, like everything you can do on the map I've completed. And so...
1: Did uh, you do the DLC?
0: I haven't done the DLC yet with those. And so I actually was thinking about getting the remaster to do those. But uh, in terms of the main game, like everything, every collectible and stuff like that, like I have 100% of them. And so um, I wanted to talk about the story kind of in this game. I mean, in in this uh, conversation and kind of about the gameplay. But I have some questions for your brother, but he's not feeling well tonight. So uh, he won't be with us tonight. But maybe you guys can flex your Spider-Man knowledge and let me know whether or not uh, uh, you can answer these or I'll have to hold my questions until we can get the Entertainment King back here. Um, you know, for his expert analysis on what I need to know. Uh, but before we get there, i got to do this for him. All right, all right. <laughs> Too good. So in that game, in the first game, I want to make this comment and then I kind of want to hear your guys' perspective as somebody who played it a while ago versus me playing it now. Um, I really do think the first portion of the story, which I'm pretty sure that Mr. Negative once again, if anybody is new to this podcast, I know Spider-Man from like the cartoon and I read Spider-Man. I've read him when I say on and off, it's very off <laughs> and on, on rarely, but I really don't like Peter Parker <laughs> And people, when they write him, I really don't like him. And I've said it multiple times, and we go see those movies, and I'm always like, I don't think I like Peter Parker as a character. So I'm playing this game. And so, like, I see characters, especially, like, newer characters. I'm not sure exactly, like, who they are. Like, I know that Mr. Negative was in Dan Slott's run, but did Dan Slott create him, right? And he appeared first in his run?
2: I believe so, yes.
0: So I'm seeing Mr. Negative. Right, and I'm trying to figure out what his powers are because it's my first time actually seeing this guy. And at the first portion of the story where he's the main villain, where you think he's like the only really super villain that you're going to be facing. I got to be honest, and maybe you guys have a different perspective, and that's kind of what I'm looking for to have that discussion. But uh, I found that por- portion of the game very boring. All those story missions.
1: Finding out like all the ones discovering that he is the bad guy?
0: Yeah. All the way leading up to him being the bad guy.
1: Um, I don't know. I think like it's a uh, micro plot to the overall plot. See, but yeah, I mean, I think
0: it takes effort. a. L- oh, go ahead. Sorry, I. You no,
1: were... all I'm saying is it. You know, it it plays like a second act. You know, it's not like the the final thing, and I think it's what propels everything into the third act. You know, with Miles' dad and Miles' involvement and things like that. So yes, it, I think it's it does take a very darker tone really quick it, it jumps kind of uh, i don't know i felt like the first act of the game very lighthearted, not lighthearted, but like very colorful very bright and then it got it got dark quick
2: i think that to your statement of it being kind of boring i think it'd be different if you hadn't read the comic books if you didn't know who some of these characters are I mean, right when he shows up, you already know that Martin Lee is negative, Mr. Negative. So there's no right. surprise that you're going to be revealed that he's the bad guy, even as Peter is learning it. So, yeah, you're right. That is kind of boring. But I also see it as, for probably many, many people, this could be their first dip into anything Spider Man game related. Where, like, for me, Spider Man 2 and Spider Man 1 with Tobey Maguire, those are my first two Spider Man games I ever played. All the way from beginning to end. Well, um, those are good games too. And I've and I've I've been a Spider-Man fan since I've been a little kid. You're talking I about YouTube like
0: the NeverSoft games in '64 and stuff.
2: I never no, after 64. that
1: it was like um, this was oh, like game.
0: Edge of what was it called? The Edge of the Spider Verse.
1: No, it it was the Alpha Sam Raimi movies. They oh, did. Spider-Man okay. And Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. But yeah, those those are
0: have, no, those are the NeverSoft games. That's what we're talking about.
2: I, a game, I think it's PlayStation. I never played the Sixty Four.
0: What did you play yeah. it on?
2: I played on GameCube.
0: I wonder if they remade it for GameCube because I think that those are the games that came. No, maybe they're not. Maybe they're based on comics. Never mind. Go ahead. I just was confused. There's been so many games, and I actually wanted to bring this point up about games and superheroes. I think for the most part, most Spider-Man video games are good.
2: Yeah, if I just you, think there's you, a lot it, to do with that character. Well, if you if you can get the 3D ones, like you said, uh, Shadow was it? Symbiote Shadow or something? The one where uh,
1: Neil, Neil Patrick Harris is the uh,
2: sp- what plays Spider Man? Uh, no, no, no. I was thinking like Shattered Dimensions, the other games.
0: Shattered Dimensions. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's what version. I'm thinking of. Neil yeah, oh, Patrick sp-
2: Harris plays Those Peter Parker. Really Does he? Okay. Yeah. He also played Peter Parker in the MTV Spider Man show. So that's maybe I was cutting you off on no. Uh, um, if you can get the 3D version of Spider-Man games, they're really well done. If you ever play mm-hmm. a 2D or like a Game Boy one, yeah, they're not they're not my style of. I think there's Spider-Man. an
0: arcade one that's fine. It's kind of like that X-Men game that is an arcade version where you basically just a of final fight, you know, double dragon kind that's, of yeah, rip off yeah. Streets of Rage. Yeah, Streets of Rage. Uh,
2: there is there. You're right. There's um Maximum Carnage for Sega Genesis. That one is good. I think that's so it, I love. Yeah.
0: The thing with Spider-Man games, and when I was playing, so I, the Spider-Man game, the the one we're uh, for PlayStation that we're talking about, created by Insomniac. Uh, the first story, like I said, I do think once Doc Opp reveals himself as like evil and he starts like taking blowing up the city, I you know why I think when I say I hate Peter Parker, like I know he's supposed to be annoying when he's doing the quipping, and that's why his like villains get distracted, but I do think that. Some people will make him like tell jokes and try to make it sound like Peter Parker. And some people just do horrible jokes on person. And I mean on purpose. And I feel like the during those times Peter annoyed me so much in that first half of the game. And then I didn't feel like I felt like it was dragging too long. And like maybe it's because like you said, Alex, like I knew the character, so I kind of knew that it was he was gonna be Mr. Negative. And I was like, yeah, like let's get to it. And I think that second half of the game, there's just more variety of like challenges that you have to face. Like when you fight scorpion and vulture together, not scorpion, uh, electro, electro and vulture together. Like that was really fun. When you fight rhino and you fight uh, scorpion, then I think it is. Um, I just think those fights are. There's more to do in those fights than Mr. Negative. I think Mr. Negative was like, he's gonna shoot you. Uh, jump to the side. He's gonna shoot you. Jump up. And I was like, all right, I get like. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe just because like Mr. Niggum I don't think is that dynamic of a character. Um, even like his whole point of the story was like, oh, Norman's the one who did this to me so I'm going to get Norman back. And I was like, ah, okay, that's like pretty generic to me. Um, but I did like Norman in, this, in that first game because he's not really bad at all. I mean, there's obviously he's more like a bad businessman than actually a supervillain. And they are setting right. seeds obviously to make him more of a p- predominant character in the second game. Uh, and then we get to Miles, and if you got to the end of like, the after-credits scene by the Miles, uh, not Miles, Norman scene, where um, Harry wakes up, and uh, and that kind of sets seeds for the second game. But in Miles, and we were talking about this a little bit before the podcast started, even though, uh, it, before the podcast started, Alex, you were saying that you thought if there was more variety, like I'm saying now, about Spider-Man 1, rather than just a secret, rather than just that story... That you feel like uh, it would have been better, but I actually that's the reason why I like it. I think it's because it's short. It's like a very compact story. There's no kind of drag. There's no kind of like oh shit, like what? Like I got to do this mission. Like why am I doing a Mary Jane uh, mission? Why am I doing a Miles Morales your around mission? It's clear and to the point. And I think the voice acting and the motion capture are way better in that game. But then also again, I played on PS5. I don't know if it looks not as uh, advanced on PS4, but on PS5, especially if you can have a TV that can do the 60 frames and the 120 uh, hertz and do uh, the ray tracing, that game is fucking beautiful. Um, And it really is, like, very, very fun to play with the updated kind of fight system. Well, so I I
2: had told Garrett, and maybe I even had said to you, I was doing Spider-Man homework today before we had... I read my books for the night. I then thought, nope, I need to play a little Spider-Man. I need to try Miles again. I need to try uh, Peter Parker. I played Miles first, and I admit the fighting is faster and maybe more stylized. But I I didn't care for it as much. And maybe that is, I do a lot more of the techie stuff as I'm fighting, a lot more methodical going, oh, i my throw this thing out and this thing out and watch them get stuck to the wall. And then I played as Peter, and I loved playing as Peter. Now, part of it is that I have the obviously played probably 60 hours worth of that game as Peter Parker. <laughs> I burned through Miles Morales, and I was like, yeah, this is fun. I want the world to feel lived in, and that was the other thing, is that during its Christmas break or something in Miles Morales' game, it's kind of quiet. I mean, yes, there's people on the street, but it's kind of like when you play Arkham games, the city felt a little more closed off. Where yeah. I, I swing through Times Square and Peter Parker and the, the shit's just busy. I wanted one more bad guy to show up because there's Rhino and there's Tinkerer. Like, we're Shocker. We're some just minuscule
0: villain. Alex, maybe that's Jeez. just the PS4 version because Times Square is pretty busy when I played and like there's people on the roofs and stuff like having parties
1: yeah i had that yeah i mean i think what i think from it is like i think peter is the more meticulous fighter but man i and it could be a ps5 technology but i feel like the ps4 technology is just as good with the vibration but using that venom blast uh venom powers and miles morales that's that amps me up like i can't lie like If uh, I'm hoping uh, in the next one, uh, like, Peter Parker gets, like, not a Venom thing, but something similar to that because I'm going to be, like, I need that thrill every time I literally punch somebody and they go flying, like, 30 feet. I
0: think it added, especially when you have a lot of villains, like, it made it, for me at least, like, you, there's so many different things you can do with the Venom, like, when you do the, when you blast them up in the air, and then I could, like, pound them back down, and, and especially if you have it build up enough. I think that just like doing that, and then realizing that I would use his gadgets uh, afterwards, and he doesn't have as many gadgets. Alex, I don't know if you, you said you kind of uh, sped through it, but if you upgrade like the whole tree till the end, you get extra weapons. And I don't know if that's like because you get more gadgets, like the bomb that you have in the first game, and the second game he doesn't get it till you upgrade the the web thing all the way. And then,
2: oh really? Yeah, no, I, 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 as right now when I was doing the weaponry. He only had four options for me.
0: Yeah, you get more if you finish if all you the, finish the, the skill trees. Yeah, if you finish the tree out.
2: And um, if you do New Game Plus,
1: which I'm waiting till it's closer. One Spider-Man 2 has a release date, like a month or two before that, I'll do New Game Plus miles so that I can... Uh,
0: I started it because it ready. bothered the shit out of me that I had one suit that you can't unlock and two powers that you can't do. So I started New Game Plus enough and played enough to earn those things, so I could be 100% on all of them. Um, Oh, nice. Because, like I said, it started... But then again, that's the thing, and I uh, realized, and once again, nothing of this is new, but especially with these type of games, and especially like... Like, I really am on a Spider-Man kind of hiring off of those two games, and I kind of be like, hey, I want to read Spider-Man, but I know I do not like Peter Parker, and I'm I'm very hesitant (laughs) to, like... Because even when we went back, and, and this maybe the greatest example, when we read Craven's Last Hunt, like I hated Peter in that book. <laughs> so, like, he was a, he was dead the whole time. Oh well, no! When he was awake in those undies, like I still I was like this fucking guy here. <laughs> um, but uh, I feel like I don't know. Like I feel I used I, the movies are better than the comics. I feel like in terms of me liking Peter Parker. But I will say, at the beginning of that game, I was like, I fucking hate this guy. I, I hate Peter Parker. I think I even told you guys, I was like, yeah, I think this solidifies that. I just don't like Peter Parker. And by the end of the game, I actually was like, okay, I like this guy. And then when you play Miles and they change the way that he looks, I actually did feel like, I was like, oh, shit, where's the guy I know? Um, mm-hmm. Even though it's the same voice actor and they made him look more like the voice actor, I was like, yeah, but that guy looks way too young. The other guy I liked, how he looked a little bit older. He looked like 30s. And this guy now looks like he's the same age as Miles, maybe.
2: Well, I'm saying Ryan. they. And I thought the story took place as he was eight years into his fighting of crime. So even if he got bit at the age of 13, he'd still have to be 21. Yeah, he looked like he's 13 with the new facelift.
1: Yeah, he looked like, yeah, very young. So I don't. Violation. I don't know. I I get I get that you know. Like, I think even like the last, last Part One, they're trying to do that and be more accurate to the actors. But I'm also like, are you trying to be okay? Obviously, every game's trying to be as realistic as possible. But at like, at what cost? <laughs> what the character has?
0: Because like I like I, for the last the, I, years. I will admit at the yeah. beginning, I really didn't like his hair because it almost looked like it's thinning out. But then by the end, I was like, this guy is supposed to be older like Alex just said like he talks about prior things and like all the supervillains know him so in order for that timeline to make sense it's like he's got to be older and then in the second game I was like this I could not get over it. I was like I know he's supposed to be his mentor but he looks like he's the same age as this kid and I <laughs> know like he's probably had these powers longer so that's why he could be a mentor but also it's like I'm going to Europe with Mary Jane that's like shouldn't you be in school like I don't understand <laughs> I will say in spoilers for the first game obviously we haven't really brought up much from the the story besides that Martin is a uh, uh, Mr. Negative, which, I mean, if you don't know that. But uh, in the first game, being darker, as you said, Garrett, I do think when it got darker, I did enjoy it more. And I n- did not expect that Ame would get sick from that stuff and pass away. So I did really, like, that actually really was like, oh, shit. Like, I thought that was really good because they always kind of play that will she won't she die game and so for her just to die and really affect Peter in that way and him kind of realizing he needs a team and he really can't do it on himself no matter what he thinks uh it made me really look forward to like that's kind of how this game is progressing and that's why the second one he's kind of making like helping out Miles to figure out his powers and obviously Spider-Man 2 they are more like a team than just by themselves and so like I like that aspect of this, and I think they should be doing that with. Once again, I don't read Spider Man, so maybe they do. But like in the main comic, like it's so confusing to have two people named Spider Man. I think that you need to have them like be on the same team, uh, because like you can't go out calling him Miles because people are gonna be like, "Oh, his name's Miles," and I know they've tried to give Miles a new name, especially in the in the kid shows. <laughs> they've tried multiple times. And uh, none of them ever sound good.
1: That's why I always liked them both being called Spider-Man. Because and I kind of think of it like uh, Batman Incorporated. Like when Dick, um, there was a period of time where Dick was still Batman but only in Gotham. Where Bruce was Batman all over the world. You know, and I still kind of think like, why can't there be two Spider-Men? Like, I like that Miles is Spider-Man. I like that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. They can both be Spider Man. They're just different Spider Men. You know, yeah. I think that uh I don't know.
0: Wait, I, you don't like Kid I like or Ragnar? I don't want him,
1: I don't want, no, I don't like Kid or Act.
0: You don't he's like stupid. spin?
1: No. And it's too close to Silk and it's just like that doesn't feel earned. I think a lot of what makes Miles character so compelling is that he's trying to live up to Peter Parker's legacy, but then he makes it his own. Um and I think that's the way more important takeaway um, than him sharing a namesake with someone that literally has almost n- like 90% the same powers as him.
0: I will say this too about Spider-Man one and they kind of made it better in miles. Cause it's not every time. And it's only like when something major is going to happen, but the quick time events when it's like press circle, like you have to push that at a certain time, either mm-hmm. do it or don't do it. Don't just do it randomly. like <laughs> Because like, one of my favorite games of all time, Shenmue, um, you literally every time in the cinematic, like somebody would try to hit you or there was some sort of action, you knew you would have to push it. So I don't want to be at the ready. But in this game, in Spider-Man, the original, like it didn't do it every time. And so sometimes I would be relaxing, like enjoying the story. And then it would be like, hit, hit square. And i would be like, oh shit, I got to hit square. And uh, sometimes I would miss it. And then in miles, though, they kind of cut down. There's only a few times they do that. They also, I've been playing Guardians as I was telling uh, these guys before the show started, Guardians of the Galaxy, and they do that a couple times. And I just want to say, people developing games either do it all the time or never do it. I don't think anybody <laughs> enjoys those. They should
1: put Chuck Norris in the bottom right of the screen just every time it's going to happen.
0: Like, do you Why enjoy slow mo
1: buttons are about to come? No, I, you know, there's one game where I enjoyed it because they did it the entire effing game, and that was uh, the Star Wars uh, Jedi Apprentice.
0: Uh, That's what I'm saying. Do it every time so I know to expect it. Don't just do it randomly. Like, there's, there could be, like, a fight and everything you're just watching, and then at the end you have to push the thing. I'm like, oh, shit, i got to hit the thing. And, by the way, nothing makes my heart rate faster and be like, oh, shit, I better grab the controller. And I'm like... I don't need that stress when I'm playing a game.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> That's why I play the game, to not stress out.
0: I don't need to be playing and caught off guard by uh, having to press triangle. Otherwise, the guy's going to slap me in the face.
2: You know um, also, uh, as a call out to Arkham City, I have yet to ever get punched by penguin in the face at the beginning of that show. Uh, beginning of that game. When you're Bruce and he goes to punch you with the brass knuckles, have yet to, been hit, have yet to be punched Ooh. by that game.
1: Wah, wah, wah.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say uh, what I will hand Miles Morales, uh, hugely great soundtrack. Like, yeah, it put that in your Spotify. I got almost all the songs from Miles Morales on my Spotify, and it's it's an excellent soundtrack.
0: There is one piece of the score or the soundtrack in the first Spider Man whenever you're like in danger that annoy the shit out of me. Because it's like this, it's trying to be like a like almost like the uh, '90s uh, intro cartoon where it's that kind of like electronic kind of music, and it's just like uh, it got on my nerves so much because it was like so loud and annoying, and I was like, "Yes, I understand. I'm in a battle, and then you need to make intense music." But at least with Miles, I feel like it was like nice to listen to too. Like it doesn't have to be annoying. Um, So I will agree. I think the Miles. Um, I don't know. And I like, once again, spoilers for Miles. If anybody's not played it yet, which I understand. Oh, wait, no, Alex hasn't played it. No, you have. Never mind. Which the you you in played? Sorry, I get confused. Uh, the uh, kind of tease that Prowler is going to be a bad guy, but then he decides to do the right thing and be a good guy. I love that. And mm-hmm. I think looking back at or in the MCU, if they ever choose to do that kind of story and bring Miles in, I feel like they should do that. Or keep his uh, parents both alive. I don't like... Like when his dad dies in this. And then in the Ultimate Comics when his mom died. And then in the, the animated Spider-Verse movie when his... Uh, when Prowler dies. Like somebody eventually has to pass away to kind of like do the message the same as like Peter does. With great power comes great responsibility. But I think like... The same way that um, Peter, like, has a mentor and kind of like Doc Ock and and has that kind of foil of being like, oh, is he bad? Is he good? Like, I think that Miles sees that. And it was good for a while to be like, oh, this guy's helping me. Oh, no, he's bad. And kind of have that conflict where Miles kind of has to break off on his own and kind of grow up really fast and even ignore somebody who obviously has a lot of respect for uh, to say, no, you're wrong. And then for that person to be like, yeah, he's right. I needed the right thing. I thought that was a good choice to do so
1: what about uh, okay boss battles what do you what do you think about uh, I think that I gotta be honest that the boss battle in um, uh, Miles Morales I thought was
0: way more the final one. Yeah, the
1: final battle was way more uh, compelling than oh, the one in yeah. Spider Man. But they were uh, Spider Man's was good too. They
0: were like, both just, good, but I think it with Doc Doc is throwing they only had one me. boss fight. So
1: <laughs> no, I'm talking about the yeah. final boss fight, you fool. I'm
0: just yeah.
2: telling you, I already fought Sister you fight, Six.
0: You fight Prowler too?
2: Oh, pff, that little wiener. I beat the shit out of him. <laughs> that little wiener. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's like I hear Marvin's talk for Miles Morales, and I'm like, I don't know. How did you love that game so much? Because I when I remember playing, I'm like, yeah, it's fine, it's good. I spent forty bucks for half a show, half a game. No,
1: I don't know. Maybe it's the PS5 experience. Because yeah, I kind of I'm in the same boat with Marvin. Like I both are great games, but obviously Miles has the advantage that it's had more time to develop. It's on a newer system. It's had it's got a lot better, like Spider-Man would be Mach 1, Miles is Mach 2, and I'd say Mach 2 for only 13 out, like, I think the story hours is like 13, 10 to 15, where spider mans like 18 to 20 something. Pretty impressive for a smaller game, I would mm. say. And I loved, in both games, I loved the shit out of side missions. Now, one side mission annoyed me, they were all fun.
2: As I said, i'm 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 one of those people who i I want to be stronger than the boss at the end because I want to be that badass. So I do all the side missions every time Garrett and I play Arkham Asylum, I gotta put the Riddler away before I can go fight the Joker. It right. doesn't make me any stronger that I've
0: beaten him, but I have no loose ends in your in your heart though, it makes you stronger in you know it
2: does I know all the bad guys are put away,
0: knowing that Edward is behind bars. It just a piece of shit the it whole gives series. you peace of mind <laughs> to know that that Paul Dano is behind bars. Oh, um, geez. Uh, there's a game talker today. We'll move on from that. We could uh, go on for like a whole nother hour, I feel like. But uh, actually next, and we were talking about, I actually want to uh, kind of loop this in. Uh, Garrett, we have a book club.
1: Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents... Gates of Gotham. Oh, sorry.
0: Gates of Gotham. Bup, blup.
1: Bup, blup. <laughs> Jesus, you guys. <laughs> Gates of Gotham, issue two. Scott Snyder, Trevor McCarthy, Ryan Parrott. Later on, somebody else later. Uh What did you guys think of issue two?
0: Issue Those two.
1: Matt
2: on the two.
0: Kyle aliens. I will say this, and this is to any comic book writer or letterer out there or anybody, any editor making this decision. I don't know one person who enjoys when something's in the past reading in cursive. And I just need you to stop.
1: <laughs> okay. But I will, t- I will tell you, Marvin, reading it on Hoopla, did you read on Hoopla?
0: I read it digitally, but not on Hoopla now. Oh,
1: okay. Wow. Hoopla... This book was not compatible with digital comic book reading. I'll tell you that much. Was well, it all I blurry? Had my issues. It was blurry. It was hard to read. It it was pretty bad. So I
0: read it on DC service, and it uh, actually I was going to comment that, god damn, I didn't realize like it's like super HD on this thing.
1: Hmm. So it's just super. Well, lucky you! But just because there was a lot of like two page spreads that yeah had a lot of text, and it's like oof. Not not able to handle. I that. think
0: that Hoopla compresses them just to have not pay for so much server space, and that's why because any comic always looks like that on there, um, and you you have to get like I think newer ones don't look like that a lot of times, but like if you get stuff around like at least you know seven years or older, they look like that on Hoopla. But I'll but I'll say like you're talking about uh, Garrett, even if you have to zoom in to see that text, like you really have to focus. Like because I don't know what it is. It's probably because how small the text is, and it's very hard to tell what it is. But I always get annoyed when I see that font style or that font choice. I'm almost like, God damn it! Now I got to figure out what this is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I agree. I feel I feel like the furthest they should go is like a size. That's it.
2: I think the thing that I you lo- know I, I kind of like that cursive. I mean, it's it's harder to read. Sometimes you can't tell if it's an A or an O or what the letter may have was supposed to be. But I think I like it for the fact that that is such a dying breed of writing is that 10 years from now, my daughter, my son, they will not know what cursive is outside of when I sign a check. And by then, checks are going to be gone as well.
0: Do you still have checks? <laughs> do you still sign checks?
2: Uh, yeah. I still I do too. Yeah. Like when, I, when we paid rent for the old house and stuff, we wrote a check for it. Uh, when I wrote for the daycare this week, I wrote the initial one as a check. I bought a hundred DC comic blank
1: checks. I'm like, these could be the last checkbook check blanks I ever have in my entire life.
0: Is it Superman?
1: Uh, it goes Superman. It's all just so oh, Superman, okay. Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman, and I'm Superman. Just those oh, four, I think. There's no Aquaman. He I, fucks fish, I just so so cares.
0: they. But here's the thing: they never use cursive because they're like, "Is this going to enhance the reader's experience?" They use cursive because they're like, "It's old." And this is a real right. scene, so it has yep. to be cursive. Like,
1: I will give them that though. I think it did do that job, though. It did make you think, "Oh wow, like ancient times."
0: You know what did for me? Historical times. I didn't give a shit I know, about that. Pissed past you part. off? It, it didn't give me a shit. I don't off. give a shit what happened in that past one. I read that as fast as I could so I can get to the good stuff. Which I actually do believe that the current day storyline. I really like this issue a lot. There's a lot more characters that we see interact in this one. Um, and it it kind of brings me back, uh, especially Garrett, when we're reading a lot of Batman comics during this time, of what was going on, but also like the characterizations, uh, like Cassandra Kane, because she really gets a change, a big change up in the New Fifty Two and then Rebirth, and kind of becomes almost like a, a different kind of uh, character, not not hugely, but like she doesn't really talk and and different things like that, and then in this one here, she's kind of like matured all, she's evolved out of that kind of stuff already. And she's this character, so I was like, oh, I miss this fully, you know. Right,
1: like sure of herself, Cassandra Cain. Evolved
0: Cassandra Kane where she really is one of the best, this is a bad word, I don't know what other, very good at killing, but she's Batman, so she really, she's a Batgirl, so she really doesn't kill anymore, but, um... Uh, I like
1: that they were calling her black bat in this
0: black bat. Yeah. That's what she was called beforehand. And then like that's Damien cool. seeing Damien, I was like, Oh yeah, that's that piece of shit kid. I used to remember back then.
1: Yeah. He was like super dickish. And I was like, wow, this isn't a Damien I've seen in long time. Yeah.
0: Especially when he was like, woman, did you just yeah. talk back to me? And I was like, God
2: <laughs> I read that in my head. And when he goes, woman, I thought, Oh shit, that dude's going to get slapped. <laughs> I was like, I haven't
0: seen this motherfucker for a second when he used to be like, get away from me, Grayson. Um, and then obviously seeing Dick as Batman and seeing Red Robin, um, which we could argue all day about if Red Robin's a good choice. But in terms of Tim Drake being in the comic, n- not if it's a good choice that he's in the comic. I'm just saying instead of being a Robin, he's a Red Robin. Uh, yum. Mm-hmm. And uh,
2: <laughs> I think it's fine that he's Red Robin. The only problem I have is that when batman calls him rr
0: yeah i was gonna say alex has a thing yeah. on, like Avengers forever like it's an old school kind of thing to be like rr
2: just hey, say hey like, it's dick grayson he's hip though you know he's not he's not old man bruce i think at that point like the, the the cool thing just call him robin if, yeah i was gonna yeah, say yeah, why would his
0: name is... and that must be a uh, back in the day to deal choice because he didn't want like multiple robins he just that's why he got changed to red robin Seems to be like, but you can't even refer to him as Robin. Like, I know part of his name is Robin, but you better say the full name every time. <laughs> and so they, combo creators were just like, RR. Like, they were tired of doing the whole thing. But I do, I like, I like that dynamic of uh, Tim kind of almost being the Alfred slash Oracle for uh, Grayson in this book. And then you have on the other side of things, you have Damien and uh, Black Bat kind of almost fulfilling that batman and robin role um over there because you see like obviously damien's not as experienced and he almost dies in an explosion thinking that he could actually do it even after the fact he's like i could have i could have got that and you have uh cassandra who is more experienced and knowing that they had no chance of doing that and then from the opposite side the same thing happening with batman trying to rescue Sam, uh, not Sam Elliott, um, uh, Tommy, Thomas Elliott, uh, and then he realized right away, he's like, I can't do both, so here we go, um, <laughs> if
2: it was Sam Elliott in that building, he would have survived the explosion, oh,
0: this motherfucking bomb, he doesn't talk like that, I don't know why. <laughs> that's a totally wrong accent for Sam Elliott, but, um, I actually really enjoy, and especially when we get to the end, because uh, once again, I read this book when it came out, and I do not remember anything, because it was how long ago, Garrett? Was, when did this originally come out? 20, Ooh, 2013?
1: I got, I mean, maybe a little bit before then, because I thought 20... 2012? When was New 52? 2052, or New 52 was... Uh, 2012. Yeah, so it, it had to be right I'm before that. 13, 14. No, it's before New 52. Mm-hmm. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
2: Okay. That'd be
1: 11? So, 11? Yeah, yeah, early eleven, I would say.
0: Yeah, because I think we didn't know each other when I read this originally, so twenty eleven makes sense. Cause, um, so right, we read it twenty twelve.
2: I don't remember. I don't remember
0: there. I don't. I don't it
2: September of... twenty twelve. Was was new fifty two.
0: Okay, mm. so we we had to have known each other beforehand. So maybe we didn't know. It. Anyways, what I wanted to say was I remember reading it, but I don't remember the details. So when we got to the end, like I oh, know the gates of Gotham are people; they're not actually the gates to gotham i was like oh yeah i remember that and it actually sparked something inside me a memory being like oh here's where it gets good i remember getting good for this point on because you realize like it's it's more about the families of gotham and the gates of gotham are people from those families and and really the people who feel slighted by those families and that's why this person's doing this and i was like this is what scott does well he likes doing the history of Gotham. He likes looking stories in there. And I think we also get Kyle Higgins, what he does well, is a good Grayson. And I think he does a good job of having uh, almost like duels together, like Damien and and uh, uh, Black Bat um, doing a good job. I, f-
1: I forgot how much I love Dick Grayson as Batman. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just fun seeing how it is a character playing Batman, but you can still tell it's Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. I just love that about, I, I like that Scott Snyder Colligan's kind of like, pay attention to those details. He's trying that. to
0: be very stoic, but he's not a dick. Right. Even though he is.
1: Dick. Well, he
2: yeah. he is a
0: dick. He is dick, dick, but he's not a dick. Right. He's dick, <laughs> not a dick.
2: He has a dick. Whoa. Hey, okay, hold up. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. That is too whoa, just because Barbara's not in it. Jeez. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> So Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like you can obviously tell that he's playing it up especially for Commissioner Gordon, but Commissioner knows that it's not him, and he's like the other guy. And Commissioner Gordon is obviously at this point had interactions with Nightwing, but he's acting differently enough that he doesn't know that it's the same person. Um, And it just reminds me of Batman Incorporated, reminds me of Batman and Robin, like the modern golden time of Batman. And... Uh, I think I so far I'm loving this. It's a nice trip back. Uh, nostalgia lane for for that kind of Batman. I will once again say. It's not my art style. But I do enjoy the way Penguin looks. I don't know why. It's because he's so small. And he's so light. Yeah.
2: His nose is so gigantic. Uh, it actually took me out of the issue. When he goes <laughs> to attack the dude. who's he thinks his phone is ringing. And he loses his cool. And that giant nose. I mean you could see the bats up his nose. it's just, uh, I don't care for the art. I agree. The art is not my favorite. There are things I do enjoy. Uh, I think the building work is really nice. Um, but sometimes I feel like faces specifically probably penguins, uh, kind of bug me. And even when, uh, Batman, Dick Grayson's mask is singed off his face. He looked a lot like Bruce. Now I get Bruce and him do look close enough to look related. Um, But I thought, oh my gosh, what happened to your face, dude?
0: There was... Oh, no, that's another book we're going to talk about next.
2: And by the way, my favorite Dick Grayson Batman is uh, Black Mirror. That That is good. That last ten issues of Detective.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Scott, too. Scott writes a good Dick Grayson as Batman. Like, that whole Detective run he did with Dick Grayson as Batman was fantastic.
1: Yeah and I think one other thing, one last thing I have to say about it is that I still remember I love that fucking logo. Drawing the line at 299, it was a little, little red circle and there was something about telling a story in 20 pages. And I think that's uh what some comics are lacking nowadays. They're getting t- too long, which I know we complain sometimes they're too short, but I think really hitting only because they made them
0: they made them 5 bucks now for the for 20 right. pages. If it was 299 I, I would be okay with it.
1: All right. hey, and I'm, that's what I'm saying is like, you're trying to hit all these story beats in a 20 page comic. It's like, it, it entices you to be like, Oh, until next time, you know, that kind yeah. of feeling. And cut, and, out and
0: cut out, out the, the bullshit.
2: bullshit. Yeah. Hey, the question for you. Does Hoopla doesn't do the, um, uh, what do I want to call it? The ads? ads or no. no. Okay. Cause that's what, um, this book takes place at the same time as flashpoint as when that's coming out. Hmm. They show Flashpoint issue number two, in this issue. Are you reading? And the- then they do those dumb subway commercials. E-crash? Oh, oh like so it's five- the
1: ones that are like cops, You turn the page and you feel like you're reading the subway ads. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hated that. I hated that so much.
2: And that was part of the problem I had as well when I read the issues. Is that I got to one of those things. One, the pages felt weird. I thought, okay, well, this isn't correct. But then it took up five pages of my book. Yeah. Uh, who, the- who, the- who cares about this? I'm not eating Subway while I'm reading my book. Get this out of here. Dude, you're giving me PTSD. That sucks. (laughs) I hated that. You get like a
1: page and a half in and you're like, what the fuck? They're eating Subway? But someone just like got blown up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The building blew up. How would they do that? Yeah. Uh, I had flashbacks to Batman number three from New 52 when the tower blew up. And I had flashbacks to Mervin, quote unquote, not spoiling that issue for us. (laughs) I
0: don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> R.I.P.
1: Bat
2: Tower. R.I.P. <laughs> oh man! But excited really. for the
1: next issue and
2: uh, yeah, it's good. This is my first read of this this series. Um, for the first two issues, we were already forty percent done with this book. Uh, really good, and oh. it's really spiking my interest to get back into reading Batman comic books and actually kind of going back and reading more Dick Grayson again. Right, his ten years Batman, still one of the best. Subway eat ice.
1: God, <laughs> that seems like a Dan Dandadio to move too, because you know they don't have it anymore.
0: Uh, I you're reading the paper issues. That's really nice. That that's more of a trip down nostalgia lane because you read those ads and you're like, oh fuck, I remember this. Um, I think
2: that's the thing is, like, even now, I'm like, oh, I'm seeing Flashpoint. Oh my gosh, this is my like my first big step into comic books. Outside buying Deadpool was getting Flashpoint and getting pumped like you guys were for New Fifty Two. Boy, how wrong we were!
0: You know, technically <laughs> there was still no good stuff
2: out of it. There's There's some there was stuff. some. But I will not say,
0: much. I will say this um, is very unique: is that you're reading in issues, I'm reading on a DC service which does it by issue, not in trade. And I believe mean, the Hoopla one is a trade, right, Garrett? Yep, that you're trade. reading. So, like, we're all kind of reading it almost in a different format. Like, I get the issue, but it has no ads in it. Uh, and Garrett gets the trade, so it has a little. Does have like a thing like at the end or begin? I mean, I guess at the beginning of the comic to kind of like, like a forward, a forward or anything like that. Nope, nope, this one just not starts. this one. And uh, and then you have the actual paper in front of you. So, I have the paper somewhere. I don't know what the fuck. I, they obviously, nicely well, filed away somewhere. Um, of course but i uh uh i don't know where that is but i will say hey, uh, oh, sorry how many issues is this total five six five. two in so far i'm gonna i'm gonna call it right now good choice for a book club book i'm really enjoying Agreed. it so.
2: mm-hmm. a nice a nice change from no offense marvin avengers forever this is a nice fix
0: listen we all can't pick winners
2: Hey, hey, I chose the worst book we've ever talked about. No, I'm not saying, I
0: don't even even think, once again, I don't think Avengers Forever is bad. I just think it's a style of comics that the three of us (laughs) do not enjoy.
2: Right. Um, Your book is 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 a piece of shit. (laughs) uh, Is Streets of Gotham a Dick Grayson run?
1: um that it's re i think it is
0: honestly because it has it's the Reborn that time logo
1: on the top yeah, right it's around that time so i i think it is all day and i own that whole i bought the whole comic book set and i need to read yeah.
0: it someday i, I uh, it. just think after
2: i get done with gates of gotham from my uh free comic book day when i had bought it with you garrett i uh i'm gonna start reading some streets of gotham so yeah, it's always look good so
0: mm, maybe uh we won't, like, uh, constantly talk about the show, but maybe we'll kind of check in and out. Maybe I'll read it, too, and we'll we'll get a little hint from the streets about how that book is.
1: Well, well next time I'm home, maybe I can spend two hours to dig it out of my long boxes in <laughs> South Dakota.
0: And then bring home that that brick.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, good news. It's in the bees.
0: How many issues <laughs> is this? Close to the, right the top.
1: It's like 30 or so issues.
0: The police are going to pull you over? What's this brick back here? Oh, sir, it's not cocaine. That's comics. So yeah. we're good. <laughs>
1: it's um, probably way
0: heavier than the cocaine. No, so. this is from the streets. It says, uh, mm-hmm. "Yeah, it definitely weighs more." Cocaine. Um, and probably get, <laughs> probably get you as high. So, uh, yeah. there we go. The book club book for uh today, issue two of Gates of Gotham. Scott Snyder, Kyle Higgins, and uh, Trevor McCarthy. Uh. Next up, here, let's talk about some comics coming out for the week of 8 2 and 8 3. Uh, Golden Rage number one of five, Chrissy Williams and Lauren Knights miniseries premiere out of Image Comics. Uh, in a world where older women who have been deemed useless by society are abandoned on an island, Golden Rage documents their golden years of making friends, baking desserts, and fighting to the death. Uh, this was my pick on there. I was looking at the art, and it looks fantastic. Coloring looks fantastic. Um, and I uh, like to see, I'm looking at the creative team here. It's all uh, female creative team, and it just seems like a, a concept I haven't seen before. So I'm, I'm going to check that out. Golden Rage, you know, a little Golden Girl, uh, Street uh, Streets of Rage uh, combination. It says very right here,
2: I was almost like a bitch planet. I was super excited. <laughs> uh,
0: this is Battle Royale meets the Golden Girls, it says. But I'm going to instead put, instead of Battle Royale, I'm going to say Streets of Rage, because it's called Golden Rage. So, <laughs> uh, Speaking of the streets, Survival Street number one of four, James Asmus and uh, Jim Festinine and Abilene Kusanov, Survival Street Oh, yeah, I've never seen this. The Supremacy Street is an unrepresented action satire tearing through a dystopian pack with the economic and humanistic cautionary tales. After an unbridled wave of corporations take over America, the country is left deregulated and effectively carved up into fetal states where billionaires and businesses make their own laws. Among the wreckage, mass privatization shuts down public uh, broadcasting, forcing all the beloved Hello? edutainers. Hello? Hello? Hello?
2: I Okay, sorry. I must have cut out.
0: Um, Edutainers out of town in dirty streets. One group of them sticks together, determined to keep helping kids across the country and doing it by becoming an A-team-esque band of mercenaries, fighting for and educating kids in a crumbling corporate (laughs) war zone of new best America. Uh, Basically, Sesame Street (laughs) meets post-apocalyptic America. What a yeah.
1: long solicit though. Jesus. Can't just put Sesame Street fighting okay. craziness. Like I'm
0: like What's funny wow. is that this one doesn't even have anything and it. then be like this meets this. It just I just said that because there's a sign that kind of looks like it says Sesame Street and it says survival street. That's the logo. So and obviously there, there are Muppets on there. So what do you think, Alex?
2: Uh it reminded me of Escaping uh Megapolis, and that came out like seven years ago. be really fun and really good or it's gonna be a shit fest i'm i'm super pumped for it
0: alex uh uh i must have uh accidentally pulled something out real quick uh, can you repeat yourself <laughs> I,
2: uh i'm super stoked for this book it's either gonna be really really good and it's only four issues long so it's gonna be good or it's gonna be a pile of shit but regardless i am excited for this this jaunt down uh Cocaine induced Sesame Street. And
0: and James also did the. What was that other book that I think I was reading? Maybe you read, Alex?
2: I was thinking it was the like escaping or leaving Megapolis. And it's like the superheroes are on an island and people are trying to escape that island.
0: Maybe that was it, yeah. Um, I don't remember. (laughs) <laughs> You're gonna ask me to remember. Uh Bat Knight Bat Knight. Batman White Knight presents uh Red Hood number one. Uh the world of Batman White Knight continues to expand. You know what I'm gonna put this over here? Hold on a second here, guys. I'm like I have uh my shit all fucked. Uh the world of Batman White Knight continues to expand in this exciting new miniseries. Things when things heat up in Neil Gotham, Jason Todd, uh Red Hood. Uh, for the uninitiated. Uh, re- revisits his pulse, robin past to find that one ally he believes will help him turn the tide in the battle against Derek Powers. Bruce Wayne is Batman. Forwards that saved Jason's life and destroyed his future forever, banished by his mentor and damaged by the Joker. The former Robin is left to become something different, something stronger, a relentless force for justice in the city, Red Hood. With nobody to answer to, he walks the dangerous line between two heroes, excuse me, between heroes and villain. That is until he meets Gan, a local girl from East Backport, who needs his help to save his neighborhood from a super criminal terrorizing its citizens, and she's willing to fight alongside him, whatever it takes. This is uh, Sean Murphy Clay McCormick in Simone de Mayo. Uh, Garrett, what do you think?
1: Obviously, everything in the White Knight universe is amazing. Um, I just read the issue... Uh, prior to this uh issue coming out um and i'm so excited um i i love this universe um i feel like we haven't really had enough red hood and with the cliffhanger of uh curse of the white knight um supposed to be more involved with red hood and then kind of jumping past that storyline i was bummed and then to find out this was coming out we could spend more time uh, with the white knight universe's red hood uh it's exciting i um I don't want to spoil anything, but basically at the end of the last issue, you see um, Bruce do something, and so does and Jason Todd notices it as well, and it kind of starts leading him down a path that's going to take place in these next two issues. So, uh, and the art looks amazing. It's not Sean Murphy art, but you know Sean's writing the story, but the artist on the book, wow, Simone? very yeah, spectacular art. Just from the preview, I'm so excited.
0: There you go, Moon Knight, uh, (laughs) number 14. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) You know why I'm laughing? Because remember before the show started, I was like, I kind of can't hear myself. And I just realized that these headphones have like a volume dial, and it was all the way down. And I just turned Mm. it up, and now I can really hear myself. I'll tell you that. Uh, Moon (laughs) Knight 14, Jen McKay, Alessandro Cappuccino, and uh, Steven uh, Segovia. The scars of Zodiac's attack linger. With the faithful of the Midnight Mission, but that doesn't stop Moon Knight from picking an entire new fight in New York begins as Moon Knight goes to war with the vampires of the structure. But he finds it a battle on two fronts. But he finds it a battle on two fronts. One on the Midnight Streets and on the other within his own mind. Alex?
2: I have the spoilers for all of our listeners. I am caught up on all of the Moon Knight except for the last issue because I haven't gotten it yet. Uh love this book. Fantastic. I think the nice thing about this book is that it's not there's always an overarching story, but every issue doesn't necessarily have to beat that story to death. They can do other things with the book. Uh and it's phenomenal. Even the tie-in issue was good. Uh, If you like the TV show, if you even like any part of Moon Knight's lore, uh, you're going to enjoy it. And that's the end that I have gotten to, obviously, still, one behind. uh, Stephen Grant shows up, and I was thrown for a loop. So (laughs) I'm excited to see what else this book has in store once I can finally get 100% caught up. But it's good. Get it.
0: Alex, speaking it of which, really you want to uh, uh, inform the audience of the books you caught up with? Well, this was one of them. What was the other one?
2: I read Do a Power Bomb," which is a uh, WWE wrestling story where this mom is a wrestler. Some accident happens, and, and uh, this boy almost teared up right here. And the daughter follows suit with what mom had done as a profession, and uh, it was really, really good. I mean, without giving anything away, it's only two issues that are coming out. I think issue two already came out. So I think three will be out here this month. Um, I really enjoyed it. I read Rogues Gallery. Uh, way different than I thought it was going to be. I will not be getting issue two, but it was it was weird. It was,
1: hmm.
2: yeah. I I like. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I didn't like it. The first ninety nine percent of the book was what the hell am I reading? Not like it was confusing. I just didn't understand why this is the story we have to tell. And then we got to the end of it. I was like, oh, there's a lot of blood at the end of this. Yeah, that's not enough to bring me back. And I read. Nope, that's all I read. I read eight books. That's right. But it was good. I uh, it gave me that 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 fulfillment of I've actually dopamine. done something with.
0: He got what? the dopamine.
2: I I did. I was shooting up dopamine all the time, reading those books. And actually, like when we do the show, I am even more excited to go read comic books. So I may have to read one issue tonight just to satiate my hunger. If, if,
0: if speaking of, earlier, we we're speaking of the, the uh, Spider Man, Peter Parker. If there was, are you guys reading Amazing or what other Spider Man books are out there?
1: Yep, I'm reading. There's so many right now. Amazing Spider-Man, there's a Savage Spider-Man, there's a Spider-Man 2099, um, Miles Morales. A Spider-Punk, Miles Morales is still going on. I just saw that this week an Edge of Spider-Verse is starting. Uh, obviously, Spider-Man's the Batman for Marvel Comics, uh, just a million books coming out, and then Dan Slott's going to be coming back and doing uh, a monthly Spider-Man series as well. Boo! I know, but...
2: I I, you know I So I'm getting amazing. I am not caught up. I do have the books organized, ready to read. Um, There doesn't need to be that much. I like Spider-Man as much as the next person. There's no way you need 15 books with a Spider character in it. What about the effing X-Men, man? Why do you think I dropped all of them? I was reading them all. I was like, you know what? I can't read 10,000 issues. I think we can
0: agree on the DC side. Batman also doesn't need that many books.
2: That's true. My thing with Batman, how can Batman be everywhere? I had that same complaint in Night of the Owls. How can he be uh, in total
1: issues? Maybe he's been a twin this whole time, and uh, they're just both called Bruce. Oh, my God.
2: Batman, Bruce, twins. Damn
0: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why
1: do they have to be at the same time? Why can't they be at different points in time?
0: Yeah.
2: Or. You gotta talk to DC. Why'd you make it just night of the owls, not like week of the owls, not age of the Owls. It was one night. Gotham he dude, he's got he's got he's got t- passages all over. He just does. He just I like got a fucking bullet train that leads from one half to the state to the next half. Exactly. His parents that built, built that train. <laughs> I'm here, let's fight. <laughs>
0: Speaking of which, Alex, weather—what's uh, the weather like this week? What are we, what are we uh,
2: if I don't even have to say it to anybody out there, it was definitively balls glued to thighs. <laughs> oh man, that's a lot of sweat. That's a lot <laughs> of sweat. Uh, today in Sioux Falls, it was a hundred and what seven, hundred and two. You know what? Once you get past like ninety nine, it didn't matter how hot it was. Your balls were already stuck to your legs. You're like, gosh, I just hope I don't sit on them. I
1: saw, I saw. Kelo said it was one hundred and five, and it was the hottest that Sioux Falls has ever been since nineteen ninety
2: five. I believe it. I mean, I you got you stuck those peas in between your legs just to cool off, and they were already cooked. So guess what? <laughs> Jeez. Um. <laughs> This, I, no, I did hear, I did see something tonight saying that there was supposed to be rain. I don't, even if it rained, all it's going to do is come out of the clouds and evaporate back into the sky. It's just, it was 89 when I took the dog Alex. outside to go to the bathroom.
0: Alex. No. You like Sweet Peas?
2: But, I like Sweet Pea? Yeah. Sweet Pea is the baby of uh, Popeye. He's fine.
0: I just figure, you know, you put that bag between your legs and if it warms up enough, you can just pop it open and have lunch.
2: <laughs> oh delicious peas! is nice or maybe Ooh. if you
0: squish it enough there's pea soup
2: gross you know that's why i love my peas
0: What'd right between have? my crotch you do have a new child and now you get to uh venture through baby food again not right now but obviously a little bit later and you get to uh you have, like that pea puree that you can get Did they ever your uh daughter ever like that
2: no, because she, she just ate food. We we never even had to do the baby food stuff. We mashed up a banana for her, and she's you know like, what? nope, give me the actual thing. Let me eat
0: it. With my oldest, same thing is that we, you know, obviously you think, oh, I got to do baby food, and he always rejected all of it, and then we probably just started getting him, like, mashed potatoes and things like that, and he was like, oh, yeah, I like this. So it makes me wonder, what is in that baby food that they know it's not good?
2: I, why would you ever want to eat pureed chicken and peas? There's Just some. Give me the damn chicken.
0: There is some gross shit that they're like. This is pureed, like roast beef with apples, and you're like, "What the yes. fuck?
2: You guys are gonna make me throw up." <laughs> oh, God. I would. I wouldn't eat that as an adult on
1: pureed <laughs> uh, <laughs> roast beef with my apples. I think the lesson here is no baby formula to eat fucking food.
2: Well, yeah, and say the way we did it with my daughter was was perfect. She was eating food and and didn't have an issue with it. So.
0: Here we go. Uh, brought to you by uh, RainbowComicsAndCards dot <laughs> your definitive source for all things comics. Go to RainbowComicsAndCards dot uh, for more information on how to get your comics. They have a, a location Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska, if you want that paper, or go to uh, RainbowComicsAndCards if you're outside of those cities to see about their options for uh, shipping. Uh, Do you
1: guys see the big news that they announced for Rainbow today?
0: I did not inform us.
1: They're going to be on Sunday, September 11th. They will be hosting Jason David Frank, uh, the Green Power Ranger, at the comic book shop. Huh? Tommy Oliver's coming to town. That's right. Uh, So, boom. I'm like super jealous because I'm like, okay, the one weekend in the fall that I won't be there uh, pretty much is when the Green Power Ranger's coming. F my life. But... You guys should go check him out and bring your kiddos.
2: Or... He might scare my kiddos, so no. <laughs> okay. Marvin, bring your kiddos. They'll, they like Power Rangers. Oh, God, there's a mouth in here.
0: They do, but uh, is he, is he going to be in costume? or
2: I don't know. I'm he sure he'll no, bring I his he, helmet. I doubt he'll be all the way dressed up, but the dude's jacked from what I've seen, so. I know. I
1: heard he was just going to start retiring and stop, uh, you know, doing Power Ranger stuff because he's trying to start his own that white tiger universe stuff, but I guess he's going to
2: just con it up. Now it'd be nice if he would just make a random appearance at Supercon. Then Garrett's life would be complete.
0: Speaking of which Supercon, just
1: make sure, make sure he brings Kimberly though too.
0: Supercon.com RetroMania, uh, Supercon 2022 tickets are on sale. And if you get them through the 31st, you will, there's some sort of deal. So go to Supercon.com for more information uh, Wednesday Comics is sponsoring and bringing Phil Hester to the show, so Phil will be there among others. Go to supercon.com for more information on guests, guests, excuse me, and the uh, items and uh, uh, activities that will be at Supercon this year, starting September 30th through October 2nd. Um, we need to talk to our, our friend Mr. John over there about our things. So, oh, here you go: apples and avocado uh, baby food. Does this sound good? Gross.
2: I don't know. That might not be too bad.
0: What about this Walk one? Apple. huh? What about this one?
2: Walking apples. There you go.
0: This one, full turkey dinner. Sweet potatoes, turkey, and whole oats.
2: We gotta that change this
1: conversation. <laughs> oh my god. This conversation is so bad.
0: Uh, next up on the docket here... Oh, that's Alex's weather music. Sorry. Um... <laughs> <laughs> here you go this one's called cold front music from russia uh next up on the list here we have uh secret identity number four kurt busek Stuart Eminem, the finale of the four-part series of secret identity and uh, we're going back and reading some kurt busek books uh started with avengers forever for the book club and then uh now with secret identity uh, final issue here, Alex. I'm curious on what do you think of this final issue?
2: You know what? Really, really good. Um, I still feel like one and two were my favorite issues of the book, but issue four does a good job of of wrapping it up as our Clark Kent grows in age, still is trying to do the superhero thing, but you know he's he's getting tired, he's getting old, he's getting slow. There are other people who can maybe take up the mantle for him. And uh, there are two that do so, and it was really well done.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm in the same way. I think it's a good uh, <coughs> reflection on the entire series. Um, and uh, I can't believe it's a we're already done with it again. You know, it was just such a pleasure to read this again um, and just kind of how like, Clark laments, on, he doesn't lament, so to say, but he just looks back on his life a lot in this last issue, which, I mean, any person in their older years would do. And I think, like, he just, uh, it's sad at parts, but it's also like, it is very uplifting to see that, you know, he knows that all the things that he had to go through has created this, like, great family and great uh, heroes for the world. So, I mean, it's very heartfelt uh, when, uh, you know, when it ends. I didn't tear up this time. I tear up the first couple times, but it it made me, it was, like, I had a grin on my face. I was just like, this just made me so unbelievably happy, like, and it's just, it, it's crazy, again. This is not Superman, but it is Superman, and it's like an entire life of Superman, Um. And I just think her is like, one of the best comic books of all time. Best series.
0: It definitely is one of my favorites. I like when we mentioned before about Superman in general. I think it's one of the best Superman uh, comics, even though really it's not technically about Superman. I think that the spirit of the book and the uh, what the book ends up being about, I think, is a lot. And then when you get to the parent stuff, as you were mentioning, mentioning Garrett, like, somebody come back as anybody would look back and i think the thing and i've said this before about like the, the greatest thing this guy does is take people who you think would be super uh not supernatural, but super have super abilities and make them very relatable and have them have the same worries as anybody else but making it not seem like that it's pandering and making them like have to be that way like when he gets older and his powers start failing and he starts thinking about his kids having those powers and the same kind of things that ran through his head when he was that age and whether or not he should, you know, when he finds out that it, they probably have powers, should we, you know, come up to them? And he's like, no, nah, I know I I had privacy. Only people who ever knew were the people I told, so I'm not going to get into that. And you really need to think, like, as a, as a parent, obviously he wants to keep them safe, but... As somebody who went through the same exact thing, he understands not to do that. And I think even the wherewithal to make that a a conflict in this story just shows that how dialed in Kurt is into not only making the Superman comic, but just making a comic about a man throughout different parts of his life and the worries that he would have and the different stages of, of things that he would go through as a father as a newlywed as somebody trying to find love and at the beginning as a teenager trying to find out you know who he really is uh not in terms of like finding out where he came from but just in terms of you know who he is inside uh i think this book does every uh beat of that story fantastically yeah i mean
1: i think it's uh and even the parts with like malloy the uh you know, the, the government official that was, like, trying to find out who he was his whole life and, you know, looking back, and he knew who he was. And uh, I thought that was really special, kind of like a, a Batman to Commissioner Gordon kind of relationship in its own right. But, um, you know, the fact that there was, like, de-escalation and they didn't need him as much and, like, his powers were weakening and it's just like, man, what a... Four issues. Four issues, probably... F- took four months to come out and went through an entire lifetime. I mean, mine is still the second issue is my favorite, but just what a great story. And uh, art was always incredible. And so many good, you know, every time he brought up a sunset, he's like, I like looking at sunsets more often. Man, that last issue just had a lot of beautiful panels of sunsets. I was like, God, if there's, if it was like a silent, If there was a way to get a silent version of this book, I think it would just be
2: gorgeous. Do
0: you like spaghetti?
1: Do I like spaghetti?
0: Mm -hmm. It's okay. What if you had... Spaghetti with tomato sauce, carrots, water, broccoli, rice, and dried parsley. God,
1: stop it! All in a you puree. ruined that moment. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <Sorry>. You weirdo.
0: I'm on this I saw that. And I was like, God, damn, that's gross. Yeah, like, I like. Can I get some spaghetti? No, put it all in a fucking blender. That's what I needed. That's <laughs> yeah. Marvin, what the fuck, man?
1: <laughs> that was so random. Yeah, and he lived a good life,
2: and then. Baby spaghetti. formula? <laughs> do you like spaghetti? <laughs> what? I think, I think after reading Secret Identity, it makes me even more excited to, and even reading All-Star Superman, um, it makes me want to read more Superman stuff, like good stories of Superman. Not not grounded, although I do kind of want to read that shit best. Um, but like read Birthright again, or read um
0: I think Man really, if I'm going to be 100% honest, Alex, I think what you do here is go and read Kirby six. Uh, Astro City. You go read Ooh. Kurt Busiek's, uh Marvels, uh, which I think you have, right?
2: The main I, we, I
1: think I thought we reviewed it all. Yeah, I think we reviewed the it. The main all. series, but and like, then the re- Marvels is
0: out again now. There is a newer one now, yeah. That he did. But you ever like, read
1: uh, Superman Red Son? No. Oh, Alex, go read Superman Red Son. That is a great one.
0: Okay. But, like, these Kurt music books, like, especially those two, like, really are strong representations of this kind of writing by Kurt. And I think he does some fantastic job about this. And uh, I will let you know, uh, he does, you know, how he's writing in a notebook and then he has a typewriter and then he's um, writing on some futuristic thing and it changes the font according to what he does. That makes sense to me. So I have no issue with that. It's not because it's just old and he's like, oh, and I write cursive. It's like, no, he's actually writing in a book. So it makes sense. That you're going to show me exactly what he's writing. All right? Mm-hmm. So nobody come for me that, hey, in this book, they, they do the cursive thing too. Yeah, because he's doing it actually in the book. All right? <laughs> this whole four-issue <laughs> series is one of my favorite things ever. Uh, reflecting back on it and actually reading it, nothing really has changed besides solidifying that I this book, I'm never going to waver on this book. And it is one of the peak things in comics where somebody's like, what can comics do better than any other medium? And I would show them these four issues and be like, this. is what they can do. So, Absolutely. Fantastic. Wednesdaycomics.com is the website. That's where you're going to go and and subscribe to the show, and you're going to do that right now. You know? um, If you don't, Alex will uh, find you, and he will Uh, peer pressure you into clicking subscribe Uh, and he's not going to harm you obviously we can't do that but he is going to peer pressure you and he's really good at that um you can find him (laughs) at (laughs) ap keaton on twitter you can find me at marvin underscore somewhere on find garrett at at 2188 or the host show at wednesday comics and go to Wednesdaycomics.com. you can also (laughs) click on the website button to find merch uh, you can also click on the message button to leave us a message there or give us a call, 605-215-1849, or send us an email, Wednesday Comics605 at gmail.com. Thank you to our sponsors, rainbow RootsOfTheSwampThing.com. Roots of the Swamp Thing.com. If you want to read more about what's going on with the Swamp Thing and him getting Green Lantern powers, go over to uh Roots of the Swamp Thing com and uh, check out some of that. Also follow him on Instagram, Roots of the Swamp Thing. Uh, Rainbow Comics and Cards, as I mentioned, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska, two locations uh, that you can uh, venture to, and if not, go to rainbowcomicsandcards.com and get a little nice delivery in the mail. Nothing better than comics, breaking open that bag, smelling. <laughs> um, <Jesus. laughs> supercon.com, that is Sioux, dot com. excuse me, I just said the whole thing supercon.com get your tickets uh, for the end of September, beginning of October uh, comic convention once again, Wednesday Comics bringing Phil Hester, our our friend in arms, our brother in arms Mr. Phil Hester will be there we're definitely going to talk to him about, what's the book he recently got on? they just announced oh Phil and somebody else it's a big book
2: I can't think about what it was
0: you Um. told us not on the show but you told us like last week.
2: I know. I thought I told you that Tom King and Phil Hester were doing something Gotham That's what PD. It was. That's what it was. That's
0: what it was. There we go. So we have Tom King and the Phil Hester working together and you better believe I'm going to be like Phil Gotham PD. Huh? So uh visit us there at supercon.com go to there for more information on how to get your tickets and join the party. Um Good discussions today. We went all over the place. Spider-Man, Superman, Batman. uh, A lot of... You know, for a show that talks about all comics, and we nowadays don't as much delve into just superheroes, this was a very superhero-based show. And uh, I'm here for it. But we would have some input from Guest Host 1. uh, Hashtag Guest Host 1, but uh, he's a little under the weather right now. Uh, You see what happened, Alex, is that he was like, I told him he was going to be on the show, we're going to talk Spider-Man, the game, and Miles, and what he, you decided to replay the games to kind of figure out whether or not, like, to have an a updated opinion. What he did was, he went to the store, bought a Black Widow, and had it bite him, because he thought maybe if he got the powers, then he could be more of an authority on the subject, and uh, he's actually now uh, withering away. So, uh, we'll check on him next week and see if that power... Uh, super uh, Spider-Man power uh, pull through, or if uh, Black Widow strikes again, one of the two. <laughs> kind of oh. help us that first one because he's the only person I have on the ground on entertainment. Who else am I going to get? Hmm. I'll call Mark Lopez. Mark, yeah, I'll call him, uh, Mario Lopez. Excuse me. Oh fuck! <laughs> I better get his name right. He's are second to join us. For Wednesday comics, mine's my name is Marvin.
2: I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone, stay cool, drink your water, and keep turning those pages.